Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Welcome back, everyone. Happy Friday. This is the extended edition of Inside Sources. I am Boyd Matheson. Great to be with you today. And as you get ready for your getaway Friday, uh, we always try to get a few segments in on a Friday that uh, take us a little bit different out of just the, the news cycle, out of just the uh, headaches of uh, politics and international problems. Uh, and so I'm, I'm really excited for this next topic uh, because we're going to talk about imposter syndrome. Uh, which I totally get and experience on a regular basis. Uh, but we're really pleased to have Jennifer Seltzer join us today. Uh, Jennifer, thanks for joining us on Inside Sources. I'm glad to be here. Uh, Jennifer is the Director of Community Relations at Salt Lake Community College. Uh, she works to strengthen the college's role within the community, which is so critical, uh, and facilitates support for a variety of different college initiatives. Uh, and throughout that, you've worked with nonprofits. You've done the whole drill, nonprofits, government, community, uh, to create systems change and, uh, again, giving people that platform and tools they need. Uh, so love that. And so uh, on a Friday here, we're talking about some things that are a little different. Uh, we have been talking all week about uh, back to school and we've been talking about our kids and their mental health and uh, you've written recently about uh, this imposter syndrome because I think it impacts not only our kids I think it impacts um, so so many of us uh, as adults yes yes it does yes it does so so tell us for those who aren't familiar with uh, imposter syndrome and I am going to caution everyone who's listening if you're driving uh, the moment that Jennifer describes this syndrome to you, you're going to say, oh, my goodness, that's been me. <laughs> so describe it, it. It is all of us at some point. And essentially, it's that feeling that you get when you sit at a table at a meeting or wherever you are and you say, well, why do I get to be there? How did I end up here? I don't deserve this. And that's when you question whether or not you have the knowledge, the expertise, and then even the right to take up the space that you're in. Um, it comes about for any number of reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's complex. When we think about it in the workplace, and specifically as if we think about it, it, it often is very gendered in the workplace. When we think about it in that context, it, it, you, you can attribute it in part to an internalization of these systematic forms of discrimination mm-hmm. that grant some people access, to certain spaces and have refused others. Yeah. And when we occupy spaces where we feel unwelcome or uncomfortable, it's easy then to, to question our right to be there. Yeah. So let's talk, let's talk for a minute uh, about kind of the, the fallout of that. So, uh, and I know this tends to be much more prevalent in women than in men, um, but 
t- tell me what it does to the the psyche of an individual, male or female, uh, when you start to harbor that or you start to ruminate on that a little bit. That hey, I, I, I don't deserve to be here. I'm. Uh, why am I at this table? How how did I get this job? With if if they find out who I really am, <laughs> it'll all be bad. Uh, what are the what's the fallout to all of that? We attribute our successes to, to just to luck or to mentorship or assistance in any way. We stop believing that we had a role in our own success. Mm. And none of us get here alone. None of us get here without a little bit of luck, without a little bit of help. But at the end of the day, you play a significant role in your own success. Mm. And when you believe in your success and in your, in your role in that success, you then know that you have a right to speak. But if you are simply just grateful for where you are and attribute your success to others, then you question whether or not you're, you're allowed to take chances, whether or, or, or not you can ask for more. Mm-hmm. You can push people harder. Right. And I think that is, that, that is a detriment in, in the workplace both for the individual and the company. Yeah, absolutely. If you're just joining us, we have uh, Jennifer Seltzer on the line. Uh, she is Director of Community Relations at Salt Lake Community College. Wrote a piece recently uh, around uh, this idea of the imposter syndrome. Uh, and, and I want to ask you, uh, Jennifer, I think in society we have uh, taught for far too long sort of this false modesty of when someone gives you a compliment, you immediately say, oh, it was nothing, or you joke it off or you say, oh, you know, I was lucky. Um, and and sometimes we just need to, own, one, we need to own the compliment. Uh, and then we also need to own uh, what we've done and, and how we've done it. But how do we how do we battle that? Uh, again, I, I, I call it a false sense of modesty. Um, what do you call it and what do we do about it? I, I, I call it something that many people have been trained to do since they, they were young, which is to to, to put their heads down and not accept praise. Mm-hmm. But once we do start, and you're right, once we start accepting praise, once we acknowledge and know our worth, then we can feel confident in, in our role. And some of that comes from teaching our children when they are young. Mm-hmm. Some of it comes from in, in, in business by acknowledging people's successes when they happen. Another part is to, to push on the inclusion agenda. So when you look around, you see people like you. Uh, for example, we know that little girls, before they take a math test, if they've heard of another uh, woman mathematician, their scores go up on that math test. Mm. And that can apply anywhere. So when we look around, we know a space is welcoming. When we have been taught that we have self-worth, I think we can do better uh, in the workplace. Well, it's so good. The article is on uh, SL. Uh, chamber.com uh, great post on uh, the imposter syndrome and uh, just in our last couple of minutes here Jennifer uh, you mentioned in your your article again on uh, slchamber.com that uh, if you can get through this you can do two really important things you can re- reclaim your voice and your power what does that mean and how do we do that everybody has a, a strong voice everybody has power it's just not being afraid of them and knowing that they are knowing that you have the the right to them and that you have something to share and once you acknowledge that you have something to share and you share it you have the ability to shape what's around you both your own thoughts 
and your own behavior and the course and actions of those around you. Um, doing so, again, allows, I think, us to, to, to push forward and, and to accomplish amazing, amazing things that we might be too afraid of if we feel, again, that we don't belong, that this was not our work, but the work of others that got us somewhere. Oh, fantastic. Uh, Jennifer Seltzer is the uh, Director of Community Relations at Salt Lake Community College. Uh, if you need a good read uh, over the weekend, go to slchamber.com, and you'll find uh, her article there. Again, Moving Past Imposter Syndrome uh, is a really important one. Jen, thanks for joining us on a Friday. Thank you for having me. All right. Again, that's Jan Seltzer from the uh, Chamber. And a great, great article there. This is something that I've uh, I've watched for a, a long time and have felt in many instances, including today, sitting behind this microphone, <laughs> thinking, uh, who's the imposter here? How did I get in the building? Uh, that's always my first check for the day is when my badge works in the morning. I know I got one more day, uh, and so I can, I can move along. Uh, but there's so many things, again, in society that uh, teach us this false sense of humility, and, and we often reject uh, we, we reject the praise that we receive. Uh, one of our great texters uh, texted in uh, and said, we have to acknowledge praise as a gift that someone is giving us and appreciate the gift. I love that. That is so good, uh, that we have to acknowledge praise as a gift that someone is giving to us and appreciate that gift uh, is real critical. Uh, and I think that is so important because we, we how often do we teach our kids, you know, that we... We reject the praise. We just say, oh, shucks, it was nothing. And sometimes sometimes we do that because we have imposter syndrome. Sometimes we do that uh, because we undervalue our own worth or our talent. Uh, I remember kind of going through this scenario of, of someone asking a series of questions of some things in life are, are hard to do, but they're easy to learn. Some things are easy to learn, but hard to do. Uh, and then the question was, what do you call something that for you was easy to learn and easy to do. And you don't even remember learning it. And the answer to that is talent. It's talent. And we have to appreciate that talent and value the uniqueness that each of us bring to the table and how important that is. Uh, So an important conversation. Again, our kids going back to school, there's a lot of comparison. Remember, comparison, living your life through comparison is always fatal vision. Uh, We just have to end that. Uh, because I think it leads to imposter syndrome because then we start uh, comparing ourselves to others and what we are, what we aren't. Someone else is so smart. They have so many degrees. They have so much money. They have the good looks. Uh, why am I here? I don't I don't belong. Uh, and it's very easy to get into that downward spiral that leads to really bad uh, places and spaces. Uh, and so as you go into weekend, have that conversation. That's an important one to have in our homes and in our communities, especially with our, our young people. Our uh, 18 to 28 group, I think, really falls into that imposter syndrome. All right, we're going to go ahead and step aside for a bottom of the hour break. Don't go anywhere. When we come back, uh, we will have Erica Evans, who has just landed. She has been down at the southern border, has been across over into Mexico and back. She has a lot to say. Don't go anywhere. This is KSL News Radio. We'll be right back. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? 
Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.